What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Boot FC podcast. Now, if you checked us out on episode one, you know this is brand new, and we're going to be coming to you as often as we possibly can to bring you all the information on the latest releases. But not only that, today we have got a very special guest in the house. We've got JC. He's a writer for the Boot Hype blog, and he's based over in Singapore, and he's come here to give us some expert knowledge on the Asian boot market drop some mizuno knowledge bombs on us and talk about the latest releases as well so we'll just go around and do a little introduction of course i'm james you'll find me on the boot wizard youtube channel and instagram so that's youtube.com forward slash boot wizard if you want to check me out as always with my co-host yaz hey guys how's it going <coughs> guys yaz yj football and uh, you can check us out at yj football on instagram and youtube slash youtube.com slash yj football and of course, last but not least, our very our honored guest this evening. We are honored to have him as part of this with his boot hype t-shirt on. He is representing. <laughs> yeah. We've you got JC. Have... <laughs> how you, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Um, hi everyone. I'm Jason. Uh, okay, guys can call me Jay. I write for Boot Hype. So we are a football equipment, football boot website. We review football boots, um, certain equipment like grip socks from time to time, as well as um no try and talk about some of the local social um football in 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 the in Singapore so um we've interviewed some of the female freestylers in Singapore some of our players and uh, you know we're hoping to get more into things of course uh person i write on uh, sorry i my my tag is no such person but i think you can follow us on boot hype official Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Check out Boot Hype Official and boothype.com is the website and it is very essential that it's Boot Hype all in capital letters because I constantly get told <laughs> off for for doing for, for branding that incorrectly on my videos. I've done some collaboration videos with Boot Hype and I always get told off by Jay and Hatter for selling, for spelling that wrong. That's why he's wearing the t-shirt this time. <laughs> Just so you get it. Yeah. Right. I, I yeah. feel like I okay. need a YJ football t-shirt because you guys have all your merchandise and just flexing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm merching it. I'm just, I'm just representing Man United here, so. I'll send one over to you with the dragons. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Do it. Yeah, keen for that. That one looks sick. All right, let's jump into the latest releases um, and cool. what we've had going on. Last time, Yaz and I spoke about very limited. Uh, Yaz, what have we had going on um, since the last podcast we recorded, which was actually <laughs> some time ago? Yeah, I think while we were talking about the lack of releases in the first podcast episode, between then and the time we actually uploaded the podcast, we got an influx of all the different packs that were meant to release during that time. So we got the locality pack. We got the Korea Special Edition Mercurials. I can see the box. If you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can see behind. Oh, there it is. The oh. boots themselves. I'm, I'm They're really sneeze. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's good audio it's, right there. It's great. It's go. great. There's but yeah, the Korea materials, which I absolutely adore. Yeah, They're amazing. The, the tiger print and the Korea red and blue just looks awesome. And um, so after that, we've had obviously the major packs for the uh, Euros and international competitions that were meant to be on come out like the Uniforia is a Uniforia or Euphoria? Uniforia pack. Uniforia, yeah. I, I as do well. keep getting that confused with the Euphoria mode pack Yeah, Nike dropped last year, just the naming. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit too close. Like to confuse things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those look amazing. James is currently showing us the Uniforia Predator 20 plus and absolutely looks gorgeous. It's got the white and like a fire. It almost looks like fire at the tip of the boot, right? The front of the boot. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's actually brush strokes. So the whole thing's based around <laughs> um, like a blank white canvas. And then the way that artists create um, art by painting on that canvas, it's kind of a little bit, I don't know, it's supposed to be like us creating art with the boots on right. a blank canvas. That's the theory. Um, and I see like they've, they've definitely gone with that, whether that's true or not is a different matter, but you know. Uh, so that's all good. But yeah, we had that. We had the what, the locality pack before that. Jay, yes. what's your, what were you thinking of the locality pack? Uh, I, I think it's it's a very unfortunate situation for all the brands having to like push back their plan for, for this period. I did like the locality pack just, although like I prefer Uniforia more because as you all know, I'm, I'm a fan of white boots, right? So <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. love the new brush stroke theme that's going on with Adidas with yeah, Euro kits as well. Uh, yeah, the definitely. editor for Boot Hype, who's Hata, he's not a fan of it at all. But <laughs> I, I, I love it. <laughs> I love the whole white with the brush stroke thing. Uh, I find the colors for for you that the locality pack a little bit too bright for me. I would prefer if they played with a little bit of color blocking for those. Right, but man. Maybe I'm old. <laughs> yeah, man. I think the thing is, I used to only wear black boots when I was a kid, like only black boots. And then since I've started doing this, I'm picking up things that are like. Crazy. super bright it's absolutely nuts <laughs> i think i'm the opposite bits. to you yeah i mm -hmm. think i'm the opposite to you because i was always wearing mercurials with all the bright colors like mango vault <laughs> pink and now i'm only starting to develop a more of an interest in the blackouts the like black accented boots and leather boots as well so i'm going in the reverse direction to you james <laughs> Yeah, you've got time yet. You're you're a bit younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so that's locality pack, Uniforia pack, career mercurial. Umbro had one. a release as well. Umbro, you, you yes. can tell us about good, that. Good shot. So I have the I have one that Jay Jay will very much like here. Ooh. Um, but Jay, you have some really <laughs> bad bad experiences with like so the red is amazing to cover that, but you've had some really yeah. bad experiences with this uh, UX Acura three, right? I wouldn't say bad, more like uh, the lack no of experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so for, for those of you who, who aren't familiar, so basically what I did was um, there was a sale for the Ambrose. I bought it online. And uh, me being like this huge, um, cheap, miserly guy, because they had free customization, I went ahead and, and just did the customization, which of oh, course man. voided my refunds, thinking oh. that, you know, how <laughs> off could a size be? Well, it was really strange. So like yeah. um, in a US 9, which is my usual size, um, the length felt like a US 10, but the width felt like a US 8.5. Or like maybe yeah. 8. Yeah. Like I could barely squeeze my feet, feet in. I was like, what is going on? And it was like a full thumb, or a thumb and a half space. Yeah, there's no way I could play in those. And I was really upset because it, it felt really interesting. Like I mm. genuinely wanted to feel how that um that that gel, that D thirty gel would yeah. feel in terms of the padding. Would, would, would it be would it feel jelly like or like more padded like a leather? Yeah. Well, guess I'll never find out. <laughs> no such luck. I think I had a similar experience <laughs> with the size though. Let's go on. No, the, the, the sizes are awful. Like, um, so this is my second pair. Uh, so I went down half a size in this pair because the first pair were way too long, like Jay said. And now they fit me a little bit closer lengthwise. They're still a little bit long, but they're so tight that putting my feet in is, is a pain in the ass. I will persist with them for a bit, but they're a nightmare. Anyway, I have we've gone on a tangent the same already. Yeah, yeah, as what haven't we talked about yet for the new releases? Um, let's have a look. So with the new releases, I think we've covered most of them. Did Puma drop a pack? 
Can't oh, hold on. Yeah. Drop yeah. So Puma dropped the Rise Pack, right? Which um, I said looked like a uh, uh, like it's what we call a rhubarb and custard sweet in the UK. It was also kind of a peach sweet. Um, I know the so, ones. Yeah, I'm enjoying the future in that colorway. I'm pretty confident that you guys are not. For me personally, it's um, especially after you posted the picture of those sweets. <laughs> For me, it started looking more and more like less and less attractive in terms of the boot. I love this chrome sole plate. That looks quite cool. But it's also kind of bittersweet in a way because it's the last Puma 1 colorway, 5.1 colorway, before the new ones drop, as we know, right? So I'm really excited for the next generation of, well, the first generation of the Ultras that are meant to come out, but kind of sad about the ones disappearing because they're actually quite good. They're a bit underrated, in my opinion. Um, what else did we miss? Uh, it's a fair point. Um, oh, I had a lot of people contact me actually and say that they think it rep it looks a lot like the um, the Hypervenom three launch colorway. Yeah. Um, and I see where they've come from with that. I think there's enough of a difference that it's not like too close, but I can see the resemblance for sure. Mm. Um, so to cover ones that have actually released before we get onto something, I def we definitely want to talk to Jay about. So the neighborhood pack. So Ooh, I got the right. division here. I really like these. Check out like, James' this... video if you haven't. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I dropped a video yesterday on, um, well, yesterday at the time we're recording <laughs> this, of the uh, of the, the vision, full review and everything. I did it all around Copenhagen. Um, and you should watch it just for sympathy because it took me 15 hours to travel, record, edit, and crazy. upload that video in one day. Um, oh I'm so God. tired. Um, but yes, uh, this is the, the neighborhood pack. I am a big fan of this. I love the details in this. Um, and I actually think controversial statement. I think the vision is the best looking in that pack. What would Jay, what would you pick? What's your favorite neighborhood? pack? Uh, I, I think the tempos come out really well in that, in that grayish tint. It, tempos don't always come off well cause, cause of the leather, like on with some colors, it makes it look cheap to me. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I think on, on the on the neighborhood pack, it, it looks great. Uh, I love the Vision tools, how it looks as well. I've not been a huge fan of Vision tools looks wise because uh, they, I, I just find look, looking a bit strange compared to the last one. But you had that Illuminati triangle, which <laughs> a little bit nicer yeah. on the looks, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. I love the vision tools. I still want to try it. Although like for my size in the AG pros, I feel like the, the length has, the, the length has become a little bit longer than it was in the vision ones. So it's left, oh, it could because it's a lot more narrow now. So mm. like, I feel that space a bit more. So it's, it's one that I haven't decided if I really want to get, get them. Cause, unfortunately. Cause you're a huge fan of the vision one, right? Yeah. I, I love the Vision one so much. I, it's it's the first boot that that to me um, really does what people keep uh, what Nike has been marketing their sock boots right. Um, they keep saying yeah. knit is like so yeah. socks with like studs underneath. For me, the Vision ones is the only knit boot out there that really feels that way. And uh, the Vision tools became a little bit more stiff. They removed some material, and I'm not. I felt it lost a little bit of that magic, but we'll see. That's for that's fair enough. Um, okay, so we're going to touch on one more unreleased boot. Because I think we've covered all the ones that are released. One more that's been announced but not released. Then exactly. we're going to jump into Jay because he's got something very special, I think. Um, so <laughs> the Tequila V V3 Pro, the laceless right. knit boot from New Balance. Um, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> um, 
I'm just going to, yes, you go, because I okay. I don't feel like I've got positive things to say on first impression. <laughs> I'll let you go first. I think we've both had a, a chat about this a while before the actual release. I think it was yesterday. We saw a pair on eBay, and that was pretty affordable, yes. but both of us Blackout. were contemplating on whether we get it or not. But at the end of the day, we were saying, oh, we'll just wait a little bit. Um, I'd say they, they they look a bit outrageous in terms of they had they had the Tequila V2 that was really popular and pretty well performing, and then they go and make a drastic change on that really good design. It looks cool in my opinion. I do really like how the texture looks at the top of the upper and the laces parts a bit. I'll have to try it for myself because as we know, laces is different for every person. And yeah, I think I think it looks cool. I'm willing to give it a chance, but we'll see what happens. What do you think, Jake? Uh, I have no idea, man. I I have no <laughs> idea where it's at. Like, I was a huge fan of the the Takeda ones, and uh, I've written mm. it several times on my some of my reviews. That to me, it's one of the most comfortable boots I've ever worn, because uh, because mm. of how wide they were, and so it's not just being how wide. It's it was very soft, flexible, and I think um New Balance added a layer of foam in in between the materials. And that added to the amount of comfort. And um, for me, that was the magic of the tequila. And it seems and feels like that they've gone the Vizarro route where they've kind of refined <laughs> it to, to a point where they've lost its magic. I, I was really excited when I first saw it in like the leaked photos. But then after seeing the high-res photos, they remind me a lot of the 19.1s, the Puma Future 19.1s, which are not a good thing, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I, I Jay has just hit the nail on the hit the the nail on the head with everything that I'm thinking. My <laughs> thought process is this: that upper looks like it has the same kind of solidity as a Puma Future 19.1, even into the patterning. And then they've added the kinetic stitch, which is there to provide structure and potentially make it even stiffer. And then on top of that, it. Like it kind of feels like they've gone a Vizarro 2 kind of route with this. And they've gone laceless for uh, because reasons. Like I know it's popular, but yeah, I am more than willing to give these a chance. I, I want to put them on feet and I want New Balance to blow me away because they did such great work with the um, Tequila 1. The Tequila 2 is good, nice and refined. Um, the new Furon, they've done a great job in kind of updating that Furon line as well. New Balance have been doing great work recently. So I, I am I'm willing to, to hold my judgment really, but my initial impression, I want to be wrong so bad, but I'm not sure if I am. I, yeah. I just wanted to jump in there. Like I was a little bit disappointed because um photos of it with laces have popped up. Um, so I think in Japan they're they're selling it. So I was really hope because I really like the cut of the boot with the the tequila ones and twos. I think it had a very nice cut just below the ankle, but it went up high enough and the at the front and the back. It seemed and I was hoping that lace models would go that route, uh, but it seems like no. Even the lace models look a little bit cheap. Uh, with that collar and the stuff. So, well, like you said, I I'm hoping to be surprised pleasantly, but yeah. Well, yeah, You'll no, see. I agree. I would, I would have liked that, um, that collar to to not be on the lace on the lace models. Um, I think that would have been really nice. But the initial pictures don't seem to be leaning that way. 
Um, but we will go back to Jay because Jay, you've got something very special for us. Um, something that I don't have, something that Yaz doesn't have, something that only approximately, is it 500 people in the world have? Um, it is a pair of Dragon Predator 20 plus. Jay, the floor is yours. Talk Ooh. to us about these beautiful boots and that box. <laughs> my God, that egg that you've just Ooh. cracked open. Wow. If you tell, guys are not us, watching, tell us all the things. I'm just going to sit here and, and listen to you. <laughs> if you guys aren't yeah, watching I... that video, he's actually unboxing it in front of us, and we're just in awe, just watching this egg crack open, revealing these beautiful predators. That's amazing. All right, take the floor. Oh, where where do I begin with this? I <laughs> I think um so so one of the things that um so we we have a uh, um an on feet review on boot height, which I um. Casual contributed, plug. <laughs> yeah, shameless plug there, which I contributed to, and um, in, in there we, we talk a little bit about the fit, which is fairly similar to to the Predator Twenty Plus. But I think that one of the things that um a lot of people don't really talk about, which um is is very sad, and I feel a bit sorry for Adidas as well, is that um what makes this boot really special is not the fact that it's a leather. Predator, right? So that's when it first came out, that was its claim to fame. Everyone was saying it's, it's a leather predator, it's giving people what they want. But um, when I really look at this, this is not really a leather predator. Um, it's more of um, Adidas flexing, right? So um, in the in the smartphone world, we have um, Samsung who who just ha have this $3,000 phone, fold up, uh, phone that can fold into, right? Yeah. Nobody knows why why they would need a affordable phone but it's it's really a soft thing that Samsung just does because you know they can and to me this predator is sort of Adidas flexing to show you know hey this is everything we have in our locker put all into one glorious package you know <laughs> all our innovation you've got laceless you've got um the demon skin which is amazing the, the rubber um I, I know some people have had durability issues but so far my, mine's been all right and more importantly, the fusion skin. So fusion skin is a very uh, interesting subject, right? Because um, a lot of uh, it, it was mentioned casually in uh, the nineteen point one, uh, the co when Copa nineteen point Copa nineteen and twenty were launched. I actually did some uh, research, and if you look online, even on the press releases for Copa, there's barely any information about it regarding fusion skin. And uh, to me, fusion skin, Adidas has uh. Are not known for this, but Adidas are actually the ones who have been pushing the boundaries of what a leather product should be in in the in this modern day, right? I I previously another shameless plug. I previously wrote an article <laughs> about um Feel you know, the future of leather for football boots on Boot Hype, and um one of the Adidas designers actually saw it and and he commented um that you know um a lot of people also forget that um, the leather cage, uh, which which is so popular now with the regular trees and the Tempo Legend 7s and 6s was actually pioneered by Adidas back in 11 Pros. And, uh, and uh, 11 Pro 3s and you know, after after a while, Nike came out and, and used it and did it slightly differently, but with the same concept, I would say they refined it a little bit better. And then all of a sudden everyone was doing it. Um, and now I think Fusion Skin for me is Adidas's next um, big push for leather, right? Because um, there's not much new details on it. Uh, as far as uh, my friend was willing to tell me, it's a way that they treat leather such that it allows them to play with it 
like a synthetic. And you know, yeah, it, it sounds like meh, right? Like um, you know, being able to paste stuff on, on leather, most people don't think about it that way. But let me picture but picture this instead, right? The main reason why most people don't like to use um leather boots or full leather boots these days is because um leather stretches. Uh it, it 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 lacks the sort of stability that um people enjoy or people want these days with um know the that synthetics or knit provides, right? But Adidas has managed to find a way to make a leather boot not only have structure but also be laceless. I think when you look that's, at it that way, to, to me that, that's that's how amazing fusion skin is. It's definitely one of the the ace in the holes that Adidas has. And I, I think that um the Predator Dragon, people shouldn't look at it as an overpriced leather predator which it is, and I feel very sorry for, for Adidas because um, I'm sure they had this huge um, marketing campaign planned. Um, I, I first caught sight of it because um, I think back in February, they popped up on the Singapore Adidas page, right? Um, and they say it was coming soon. So I posted <laughs> it on my Instagram and then like um, the, the Adidas design was like, um, yeah, it's that expensive because it's, it's leather. I was like, wow, mind blown. And then like no news came out until now. So it's, yeah, I'm a bit sorry for Adidas because I'm sure that um, if they, without the the whole situation going on in the world, they would have had a lot more opportunity to to brand this properly, you know, for what it really is, which is a hot bit of innovation consisting of all, all the really good stuff that's been going on in Adidas that a lot of people don't really take note of. Wow. I was I had about four questions written down here to, to <laughs> ask you about the the dragon predator and you've just answered all of them in one uh, in one swoop. That is uh, yeah, a round of applause, my friend. Be, Without breaking that, a sweat. That is if you do not know how fusion skin what fusion skin is or about the dragon predator, Jay has literally just told you pretty much what you need to know <laughs> straight off the bat. Um, and I completely agree. I think fusion skin is yeah the future of leather tech. You're right. Uh, the fact that they've been able to essentially glue elements to leather instead of stitching them in and they've got this stability in a laces boot, it's its pretty mind-blowing. Um, but you have mentioned the future of leather tech and I think that that probably leads us nicely onto another yet-to-be-released but soon-to-be-released boot, um, which I know you're very excited, yes, about, yes, um, and <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you are as well, Jay. So we've got two, actually. So we have the brand-new Mizuno Morelia Neo 3, um, and we also have the brand-new Neo Beta 3. Um, so this is a boot that most of my information comes from uh, Jay and uh, the <laughs> Kaijin boot blog on. Um, I personally haven't held these or anything at all. Um, but you guys are both big into the Mizuno. So Yaz, I'm going to leave this one to you to quiz Jay on this new Morelia Neo 3. Okay, cool. So I still haven't gotten a chance to test out a Morelia Neo 3. And like James said, most of my Mizuno knowledge also comes from Jay. So, so he's the right person to ask. So if you're into Mizuno, definitely pay attention to this part. So what makes the beta kind of more exciting than the regular Morelia? Can you describe that for us? All right, so I think late last year, what um, what the Mizuno did was to release the Morelia Neo 2 beta. And back then, um, people were, were saying that this was sort of like a glimpse into what uh, Morelia Neo 3 could be like. Uh, this was pretty similar to when we had the um, Flyknit Ultra, where everyone said it was like a sort of 
gateway, a glimpse of what the, the new Mercurial paper, which was 12, I believe, would have looked like. And um, of course, in the end, the only thing that was similar between both boots were that they used Flyknit. And uh, yeah. not much got carried over. Um, so when I first saw these, um, the, the new O2 betas, I was, I was not a huge fan of it. And um, because my, um, they used a new uh, mesh-based synthetic on the side and it, it just didn't fit my foot really well. The leather was a little bit too thin for me. So um, after trying out the new O2 beta, I was hoping and praying that you know it, not too much of this would go onto a new tree. And thankfully for me, at least, it seems that's the case. <laughs> I think the Neo 3 is really a, a sort of refinement of the Neo 2. Um, and it's, when I say refinement, it's not one of those like, you know, slapping on a rubber heel or like um, even the vision <laughs> to kind of improvement. That what Mizuno like to do um, is what they did with the Neo 1, for example, um, what, what they added back in Neo 1 was to, um, I, I, I'm not sure if you guys can see, uh, they have this like zigzag patterns, they call it wave fit system that allows you to really um, customize your fit. Yeah, they have that in the, in the regular tree as well. So um, that's, that's essentially what they did on from Neo 1 to Neo 2, which sounds crazy, but it actually fits so much better. So um, wow. in the Neo trees, they, they have that. They've changed this, the outsole, I believe. Um, instead of having a full outsole, they've used um, What's also on a regular tree, which is this honeycomb pattern. If you can, uh, let, let me get my. So. He's actually got yeah, the pairs just, all lined up. If you I have was going to say, off. Jay's just digging yeah. into like a big box and just pulling out like Mizuno boots one after the other. If you don't so, follow our Instagram page, we did share Jade's photo of all his boots laid out, ready for the podcast. So, all right, here we go. He's showing us so a pair this, of his regulars. So what regulars. they do is like a half insole board thing. So underneath this is actually, um, it's not instead of a, sh a solid insole, it's actually um, hexagonal shapes, right? So so what happens apparently is that um, that gives you the same structure, but because there's lesser um, materials involved, you save on weight. Um, apparently the fit has also changed a fair, fair amount to be a bit more barefoot. Um, we'll see about that. Um, as well as the, the synthetics on the side are a bit more soft. Uh, so it's a bit more barefoot to you. Could you also tell us I about, um, you talked about them including knits into the boot as well with the Merlier 3s. Could you expand a little bit on that? Oh yeah. So um, they, they've also added knit, a, a knit hue on those. Um, I really like the hue tab, the concept of the hue tab, because um, I, I find it helps me put my foot in a lot easier. So um, yeah, so I think in Neotrees, they've added a knit hue. I believe they've also changed um, the, the, the construction of the hue area where, um, they, where they used to, now they've, they've actually stitched um, this extra padding onto the, uh, onto the boot itself, because apparently it was giving people blisters. Um, it's one of those like quality of life changes, that's the term I was looking for. It's one of those things that um, don't capture attention, but it's, it's, it's those like when you wear it, you feel it. All right. And, and the little details, right? Yeah. And now, then I for think... the uh, Morelia Neo 3 Beta, there's not that much news about it. From what it looks like, it's pretty much similar to the Neo 3s, but instead of a one, uh, instead it has a one piece upper with like a knit tongue. I, I believe it's like a full knit material from the back onwards. And it looks very much like the 
uh, what do you call it? Uh, like the A seventeen point one leather, where it was like right. instead of mesh at the back, it's it's knit, and then it's like a thin, uh, thin edge layer of of uh, leather in front. And uh, one last thing. Um, sorry, I forgot about this point. Um, <laughs> keep going, keep going. You go, Jack. You go. Something else that the beta has, um, which is this. I'm not sure if this can pick up. Yeah. So if you can spot what's inside, that's not yes, the, carbon. The carvo stuff, right? Yeah. So that's not carbon fiber. It's like it's called carvo. It's it's designed to mimic carbon fiber, but it's actually a plastic, so it's cheaper. But it's really just there. Um, it's supposedly a very lightweight, um, yet very strong material, similar to carbon fiber. Supposed to give you a bit more um, oomph, a bit more um, structure, a bit more stiffness for that. What a carbon fiber sole plate feels like. Right. Yeah. So kind of like that, that springy, responsive sensation yeah. that you get. While yeah, I, I completely yeah. get it. That's cool. Yeah. So because like, obviously everyone's kind of moved away from carbon fiber with it being kind of you know cheaper to produce in plastics with the same quality, um, and this carvo um, seems to be a really good kind of alternative or a really good material that a few companies um, have moved towards, especially people who are doing like stuff that's as high quality as Mizuno are. Definitely. In terms All right, of, um, so we're gonna we're gonna leave the Mizuno discussion there because otherwise we've got a lot to get through today, um, and I feel like uh, we're gonna come back around. Jay is gonna run the gauntlet today, and he's his Ooh. specialist subject that he has chosen is Mizuno. Now I asked Jay what specialist subject do you want. He said Mizuno. I said, do you want to be more specific? And he went, no, no, Mizuno. <laughs> so that's that's what's happening. Um, so he's going to run the gauntlet later on, so stick around for that. But we do have Jay here, so uh, it makes sense to touch on a topic that I think is incredibly interesting. And um, it's something I've wanted to discuss for a while. And like I say, this is the perfect opportunity. And it's essentially a couple of things. It's the fact that you get some different releases in Asia um, with regards to boots. You get completely different boots. You get modifications to boots. And just how that affects kind of the boat, the boot culture um, in Asia as a whole, because boot culture, boot hype, it's a big thing. And with the boots being different in Asia, does that run differently? And we have an Asian boot reviewer on the channel based in Asia. What more could we possibly want? Um, so we'll start with the... Um, with the culture, um, Yaz, what did you you you? The culture was your idea. What was what's your uh, what are your questions on boot culture? So in general, like you know, we've got different collectors and football boot enthusiasts from all over the world. We, um, what's it like in Singapore? So how do you get into it? And are your friends into it? And just tell us all about it. Right. Um, I think uh. When you guys first broached me up this topic about talking about Asia, you know, the boot culture in Asia, I think it's very important to to really separate um, Asia out because it, it's a fairly big continent, right? So I think you, you can realistically <laughs> look at it as um, China and Japan and then uh, Korea on its own. Um, and then you have the rest of Southeast Asia. Uh, Singapore's kind of in the same boat as Korea, I, I would say. And I think uh, what really separates um, these countries out is... Um, the level of um, the, the, the economics in the country. Uh, so, of course, I, I'm sure as the both of you know, um, Asia has a good amount of inequality as well. But for some reason, which is extremely surprising, some of the biggest and the craziest um, 
uh, sorry, not crazy. Some of the bi biggest um, and the most impressive collectors come from Asia, right? Um, we, we've got Gun22, um, who, who has tons of like match one boots. Um, I, I believe he's, I've, I've heard he's like, well, he's the CEO of, of some of, of really big company in Thailand. Um, so, so that's right. kind he's of um, players who are in the market for those. Um, there's a guy called Boot Maniac Thailand who's also got a good number of player one boots. Yes. Uh, he has there an was, awesome Instagram page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was an article on SoccerNet, I think a couple of months back, where um, there was this uh, Thai football, uh, sorry, this Thai actor who's a huge football fan and he has a whole fat room of uh, match one boots, not just match one boots, but Beckham boots. Uh, wow. <laughs> and and, and he, he was complaining that towards the end he's been outbid by much younger kids who have way more money and sort of thing. So I, I think it's, it, on one hand, you know, you, you, you've got people who only look at takedowns or even like stuff that's not in, um, that's like from really, really small brands, the local brands. And on the yeah. other hand, you've got like extremely big spenders who are sweeping out all these things. Awesome. Yeah. Fair enough. So you got like a real big kind of difference from one to the other. Um, but there is a real like, I suppose, a real culture and a real demand for for boots in in Asia as a whole. It seems like a huge market for, for many companies, especially if you ta start talking about, like you say, separating out and like China, Japan, places like that. Um, they seem to be, um, well, the market's huge in China anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so moving on from the culture, you've obviously mentioned that you get all of these different brands and these different boots. So I wanted to ask kind of, can you kind of give our listeners, give us some idea of what some of these other brands are that some people may have never, ever heard of and um, kind of why they're different, why they're popular in Asia, and then kind of expand that into like, you know, your Adidas's, your Nikes, because mm. you get completely different setups in some of these boots. Like the Adidas have different sole plates. Sometimes they're constructed differently. And it's all specifically for some of these Asian markets. Like, mm. why is that? What is there? A, is it about the Asian market that drives that change? Um, and drives those smaller brands to still be there and be successful. What do people want? Can okay, I also add uh, to that question as well? Just um, if you could also mention what brands are the most popular in the Asian market as well. We're interested to hear about that as well. Uh, all right. So again, uh, God separate them out again. I think when we, we think about um, different smaller brands, uh, sorry, not smaller brands. When you think about local brands, um, I'm talking about um, brands like Pan, P-A-N, which is, I believe it's a Thai brand, um, which you guys have probably have ne never heard about. It's, it's mainly because they produce really, really cheap football boots um, for like the, the locals there who may not be at a certain economic level to, to spend the sort of money. I believe there's a Kronos, although I'm not sure if that's um, Southeast Asian or from somewhere else. Um, there's, there's a great, video series on Copa 90, which is about um, this bunch of Indonesian kids essentially going to England to uh, pick up the culture to try and break into teams there. They go through like um, Premier League style training and all that. And if you look at some of their boots, a lot of them are using takedowns, um, very old models. And, and um, a lot, of, a good number of them are using a couple of the local brands, which I'm not super familiar with as well. Um, those, those are all the smaller Indonesia brands and um, the Thai brands. And yeah, so, but when we talk about, um, you know, brands pr producing specific stuff for certain markets, um, that really goes down to China. 
and Japan. And so before we go to China, we start with Japan. So what happens is that uh, for some reason, Japan, Jap the Japanese market is very, very specific. I think um, a lot of them play on sandy grounds. And so what um, a lot of brands do or brands used to do, uh, for example, they will have a hard ground variation of their boots. So, um, and Adidas actually produce a, a boot made, which is made in Japan. So this is the Petite X, which um, has a, a HG sole plate. This is also the same sole plate used for the IDPLs 1, 2, 3, and 4, as well as the um, early powers. Uh, and so this is actually made in Japan. It's a half kangaroo leather um, front, uh, kangaroo leather in front, which uh, seems to be what most Japanese prefer, I believe, because uh, kangaroo leather is soft, it expands, and uh, most of us Asians have wider feet. So um, this works for us. And uh, most of our, the boots in Japan all have rivets to um, give it more durability. I'm not really sold on the rivets adding that much durability because if anything, this comes out first, um, this separates <laughs> out, and by the time it reaches here, your, your boots are gone. It just prevents right. it from, from like opening up totally, but it's pretty much gone by the time it reaches the rivets. Um, but you know, it, it visually, it gives you a bit more confidence. So in Japan, um, Adidas, Nike, and Pumas used to produce uh, Japan-specific boots. Uh, with Nike, it was the um, Tiempo, one of, one of the Tiempos, uh, Andrew uh, Gaijin Bootblock would know a bit better. Uh, in, with Pumas, they still have the Puma 1, which is totally different from, uh, from, the, from that Puma 1. It's, it's got the Puma 1J, which is made in Japan. It's very similar to this. Uh, kangaroo leather in front, synthetics on the sides, and they even have one of the old Puma King, um, the seat belt construction, which helps to add mm. a bit more structure to, to the sides. Uh, I can't remember which Puma King it was. It was one of the, <laughs> the really limited ones back, back in the days where uh, Puma were, were doing crazy stuff with, um, with, with their Puma Kings. And then, um, so you have those uh, brands who are producing boots on their own. And then with smaller brands like um, Umbro, as well as I believe, uh, Under Armour, what they do is that there are football factories there. There are certain brands there who pay Umbro and Under Armour money to use their brands for branding, actually produce um, their own variations of um, speed boots. So uh, there is a, one of my favorite Under Armour boots right now is called the Under Armour Freely Pro HG which is uh, more or less like a Morelia Neo 2, uh, but with much nicer underfoot cushioning because it's got the same charged uh, cushioning. And then uh, Umbro has also got their Umbro Accelerator Pro, which was worn by Endo um, back in the, the World Cups and all, and all those. I think right now it's being worn by Gaki, who plays in um, Spanish League, if I'm not wrong. Um, so that, that one is covered as well, but it's essentially... Um, um, I, I, I call it the Morelia Neo 2 template, which is like a, <laughs> a, a speed, a, a lightweight, uh, lightweight outsole with leather on top and then um, synthetics in, in, inside. So it seems to me that uh, in Japan, it looks like there's pretty much just two styles of boots, right? So you have your, um, your, your classic, uh, no, this, not, this isn't classic anyway. So you've got <laughs> your, your classic, um, you know, full kangaroo leather boots. And then you've got your modern, you know, half leather 
half synthetic kind of kind of boots uh more or less, that's it and then sorry uh and then <laughs> when, if we go on to china uh china china's, china's a, a whole different world right so what what's what's been happening is that brands like asics and japan and mizuno have started to look towards china because uh beforehand um i think they, they've had some difficulties into in terms of breaking the international market right due to um, lack of marketing the, the marketing budget so what they're doing is they, they have instead looked to china and they start producing boots which are very ag specific so one of the things that i i learned when i was um looking at the china forums was that you a lot a lot of them play on really bad ag pictures so it's not even a 3g pictures it's those ag pictures with like a lot of sand in it it's a sort yeah. that you can only wear turf shoes but you know everybody wants like the edgy stuff that the pros are wearing so what they used yeah. to do was they would they would, and i kid you not they are their brands their companies on taobao i would just sort of like the amazon where you can send your boots to your factory they'll grind down your studs for you so it's much lower like a hg and then people use those wow, wow. <laughs> so so it's it, it's it's a really uh interesting phenomenon i think what um a6 and mizuno have done very intelligently is that, um, they've been sending a lot of um, takedown models at lower prices, but with those AG specific boots uh, to China. And I, I can't confirm this, but I have a sneaky suspicion that you know the only reason why Adidas still has um, used to do those their AG um, studs, which is the ones with the really, really small and short studs that had uh, a lot, I think they stopped it recently. And yeah, they did it. it the more ag hg sort of thing um i think those were specifically for china back then yeah it would make sense it's such a huge market for for any company to break into you look at what's happening currently with the pan pandemic and the hit that companies are reporting taking purely out of china just shows how big that market can be for for anybody so it might, hey, we can call it a conspiracy theory but you might absolutely be right that's possibly the reason why but it's it's also a difficult market to break into because um i always say one of um you know if you dance with the devil you know you're gonna get burned <laughs> right to some extent and and you sort of see that with in china because um a lot of brands used to manufacture stuff in china and um some of these factories have started to do um i wouldn't say shady but they've they've taken some of the learnings from those so for example i have a boot here um, you know, if you ignore the the branding, uh, what does this remind you of? Like a a, a stitching pattern like this with with like a an off center lacing system. Yeah, yeah. Zoom T ninety. Yeah, so it it <laughs> looks like a a, a Zoom total ninety three, right? And um, when I first bought this, um, this is half leather. I I I think I paid about hundred hundred and thirty Singapore dollars, including shipping over. And they let me pick, you know, the color. They let me pick the sole. This was one of the old, um, the mm. Bomba Finale two sole plate. Right, uh, I, I was could, gonna. Yeah, it's familiar. They, they, yeah, I could pick the um AG Pro. No, not AG Pro. When I bought this, um, I could pick the um the older the Octopus Octopod style AG sole plate. Um, I could yeah, the AGR Copa. style. Yeah, I could even pick the Copa Mundial turf sole plate. So you know, I think. We're starting to see a lot of small brands in China, those who have been selling um, Nike and Adidas products and they've gained sort of a small following. They start to produce very interesting stuff. So there's a, um, one of the, this is a different brand. There's a new brand that's recently come out who's selling turf shoes as well. 
because um, again, most of them um, play on turf, poor grass, uh, poor quality turf. So they tend to sell turf shoes and, and they've been marketing it like crazy. You know, um, it's, it's supposedly leather, uh, leather upper. And the most interesting thing that they've done, <laughs> which I've also bought is, I hope it's inside here, is ta-da. All right. James might be familiar with this. Oh, so, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so they they've actually started selling this like um carbon fiber esque um, yeah. plate for you to put it inside. Um I have no idea if it's real. Uh it, <laughs> you know Does the, it the easy real? answer for, for me to say is that it's not. But I have a friend um who, who goes to China fairly often, he plays in it as well. Um Tokyo football whom whom you've you've spoken to. But he, he's a material engineer and says that, you know, from his experience, that is real carbon fiber. And apparently carbon fiber is not expensive. Um, it's just expensive. It's just difficult to work with. So it's the workmanship mm. that brings the price up, not the material Manufacturing itself. Yeah, so, so, so I just think it, it's, it's, it's really interesting what they're doing in China. And because, like you said, the market is so big, you know, these smaller players can actually, uh, once they have decent following, if they start selling, they start being a little bit more innovative and um creative i guess you know, <laughs> they, they they could carve their own way out yeah yeah, nice. um, yeah so there's such, there's such a huge market that they can actually manage to carve out uh, a following within a place that should technically be dominated by huge brands but it's not going to be because these other places are going to be able to take little sections of this market yep you're absolutely right um, I just have one more question before we move on to the next section. For the viewers listening or the, the people listening to the podcast and watching the video of the podcast, how can they go about getting a pair of these Asia-specific, Asia-exclusive football boots if they're interested in getting one? That is Oof. an excellent question. That's really tough. Um, yeah, just in so, the simplest way possible. If you know where to go, just give a suggestion. Okay, so um, my easy answer is that um, if you're looking at the Japanese stuff, um, Rakuten used to have this global market, but you had to jump through a couple of hoops um, in terms of getting a forwarding service and then tax would go up. So I'd say if you want to get Japanese stuff, um, Tokyo Football is a friend of ours. This is totally not, this is totally not a sponsored shout out, but you know, <laughs> he, he, um, he's, a, he's a really nice guy. It's someone we've worked with before. Uh, I, I believe uh, I got James to contact him for the um, Monacida, the which James has James reviewed before. showing it now. Uh, he can hook you up uh, with some of the more obscure Japanese stuff. Um, although right now, I believe the coronavirus is kind of throwing uh, a lot of the uh, shipping stuff out of control. In terms of China, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult unless you're located within Asia. Um, you can try using Taobao, which is taobao.com. I believe they have an English version of it right now, and they have an automatic forwarding service within the site. But cool. uh, again, it's, it's the cost, right? Um, I, I believe tax is fairly heavy in some of, some of your countries. So uh, those might be the bigger hurdles to cross. Cool. Yeah, I would absolutely agree about Tokyo football. And um, that's, uh, like I say, Jay put me in touch with him. And that's how I got these uh, Monocida Neos. Um, you can check them out on uh, on Instagram there. Um, I And I can confirm again about the whole uh, pandemic situation. 
because I have a pair of uh, New Balance 442 <laughs> SPs um, currently stuck in Japan um, that can't come out to me uh, because of the whole thing. Yeah, as you've got like six boots coming yeah. uh, stuck in the post somewhere around the world, uh, <laughs> not necessarily from from Japan. Not necessarily um, from Japan. And yeah, again, Tokyo football. I spoke to him recently about picking up a pair of Gavik boots, um, and he was able to source those for me. So maybe when the whole global situation subsides um i might be able to pick those up as well um but yeah i completely concur with everything that jay's just said and i have good experience awesome. with all of them um and i tell you what tokyo football better start paying us it's, we're not we're not <laughs> we're not sponsored we're not sponsored but we should be there's affiliate <laughs> codes right <laughs> absolutely wow a quick, a quick heads up to james um if and when you get the gavik boots um you might want to bring a pair of scissors with you because okay. they come in glorious boxes. Like they have, they're, they're like the second best box and the only box that's beaten it are the Predator Dragons. They come in this gorgeous box, uh, at least the Gavik I had. So, you know, you- oh, I, I need think, those now. Yeah, so I think after you, you remove the packaging, you're gonna be mind blown. It's, it's gorgeous, like for $120 boot, which is an yeah, insane dollar, you're really cheap. And I was like, wow, they're putting a lot of effort into the, the box itself. So heads up. Nice. I might need okay. to check it out myself. Like, now I really want them. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so I figure with that, we will move on to uh, the first iteration of a segment that we will have re repeating on the channel, um, on, on the podcast, The Wheel of Misfortune. Now, it's called The Wheel of Misfortune because I couldn't think of a better name. Um, so, <laughs> James came up with it. Um, what this is, is um, you guys have given us some questions and you can submit questions either down in the comments or on our Instagram page, which is at the boot FC. You can do it to me, to Yaz, uh, on our Instagrams as well. And we're basically looking for questions that are maybe a little bit lighthearted, maybe a little bit on the silly side, um, something that we can answer. Uh, we've got, we've pulled three. Uh, we've got a couple, one definite unfortunate question, one fun question, and then something a little bit more serious to discuss as well. Um, so I have the questions, I'll fire through, and then I will ask your responses and then give mine. Um, so the first question, and I think this is my favorite one, and I know my answer already. Um, so we pull, pulled this out. You have to choose one of these players' hairstyles to have. Which one do you choose? Okay, your options are Taribo West, Carlos Valderrama, and Roberto Baggio. So if there's anybody who's not quite as old as me, uh, Carlos Valderrama had the world's most fantastic Afro, this huge Afro, it's a Colombian player, it's super iconic. Um, Roberto Baggio had the world's worst and most extreme mullet, um, very short in the front. And then it was like halfway down his back at like peak Baggio mullet. Um, and then Taribo West had like two little trees that kind of came out the top of his head that he had like kind of tip dyed green. Um, super weird but they're your <laughs> options um, and we're going to go to our guest first jay baggio valderrama west who's hair are you having you've got to have this for like 12 months oh my god <laughs> oh, i'll go so with the, the afro he's going with the afro i think the afro yeah. is the safe bet i think yeah. the afro is the is the safe bet <laughs> okay yes what is it is it afro like mini trees or oh, is it the mullet I'll be, I'll be honest, as you were saying, I looked them up because I didn't recognize two of the hairstyles. But um, I'm going to say, I feel like I can pull off the trees. I think I think I can the trees? No, get it going. Yeah, yeah. 
shave off the wrist and just have a little two trees. We'll we'll see how it works. No promise. Okay. Well, um, I am I am wearing a hat, but as most of you will be aware, if you watch my channel, etc., I have no hair, so I should probably just be delighted. It all fell to be down here, to, right? To have to have hair. Yeah, I have the beard. Like that's that's about it. Um, and my theory is that I've got to kind of match up with the beard here, right? Um, but you can't go Baggio. That's so awful. The Baggio one's the worst. Um, I think I'm with Jay. I think I'm going to go just go big. I've got no hair. Let's overcompensate. Afro Valderrama, that's my guy. <laughs> I'm I'm picturing you with the beard and the massive afro, and, and I just, the can't, afro, I just right? can't handle it's like it. Like the yeah. greatest thing ever. Are you gonna have any room on your screen for actual boots, or are you just gonna show off your hair the whole time? It's a good question. If I sit here, like I reckon, I could take up like most of this part. Of the this screen this here. this this is the boot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you're gonna get way more subscribers like that, James. <laughs> Exactly. I'd need to change my logo again, though. I'd have to have like Afro and beard. All right. We'll just get, <laughs> yeah, we'll just get the designers to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, question two. This is a bit nicer. Nothing unfortunate about this. Uh, so you get to assist a goal in the World Cup final. Who do you want to score it? So you're in the World Cup. You pick. So you've got to consider the team. Um, and also the player that you want on the end of your, it's a perfect ball. It's a perfect through ball. It's a 40 yard ping. It's whatever you want it to be. Um, you know, it can be the equivalent of daily blind hitting that ball into Van Persie. It can be that good, but it's in the world cup final. And you get to choose who scores, who scores. We'll start with Yaz this time. If you pick Ronaldo, I swear. <laughs> okay. I was, I was about to, not going to lie, <laughs> but I would, I would love to assist Ronaldo since I'm a big CR7 fan, but I was thinking the moment has to be perfect. Like, so I'm going back to, let's say, Germany um, in the final in that cross to Mario Goetze, that, that heartbreak. I would love to assist that, something like that that's just unbelievable and sends one half of the fans just crazy and the other half just explodes. So something like that. I'd say let's assist Mario Goetze on that one. I'd love to do that. That would be okay, so you're going back to a specific game and you're going to assist that Goethe finish. That's amazing. If it's well, if, if it was a particular player, I'd love to see CR7. But if we're picking a moment, okay. I'll go with Goethe. So you're Sorry. going to assist the Goethe moment, or, but you're going to obviously assist CR7 if you can. <laughs> yes, yeah, I have if to. If you I haven't picked up already, Yaz is a huge CR7 fan. <laughs> um, you can tell by okay. my materials. <laughs> yeah absolutely something else that has been um, announced to be coming this month actually we can we, we can say this without it being a leak of anything is the new uh, cr7 safaris uh, we didn't even discuss that that's coming this month that's going to be massive we'll, we'll do that in another pod but we will mention it uh jay you're assisting the goal in the world cup final who are you assisting <laughs> right so i've been trying to make this a running joke on um boot height where i keep calling uh messi like the second best player in the world so like, just so like, you know, with a World Cup and a European Cup, you know, he's like head and shoulders above Messi, even though like it makes no sense at all. <laughs> no, but I mean, truthfully, if, if I really want to assist someone, I would go with Marco Royce because uh, it's one of those things where I have no idea why, but I love him as a player. I first found out about him from one of those obscure magazines uh, who rated him as one of like the top 100 best players in the world. I think it was in bit with Maradona.com. And then okay. and the guy's been so unlucky with injuries. Um, he got injured before the, the 2014 World Cup and then of right, course yeah, they won it. Right. I think he got injured at the 20, 2012 Euros that they won or, or some or something. I can't remember. 
Yeah, and then um, the only workout he made it for, the only major tournament he made it for, they got knocked out at group stages. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, that's so actually a good Marco pick. You, you've picked a very, you've picked a very selfless answer there. Not only do you get to assist it, you've picked a moment to really give somebody like some elevation that they deserve and a moment that they deserve. That was very. I feel bad now. That was a very, <laughs> what do you very mean? What altruistic do you mean? I, answer. I feel like CR7 deserves a World Cup as well. That's that's selfless, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because he hasn't won enough things. <laughs> but that's actually he's a really not good, good enough. He needs he needs the popularity boost. <laughs> he he needs my assist on his on his yeah. team. He needs my assist. But that's actually a really good pick. Um, Michael Royce is a really good shout. Yeah. So we both have Germany on our on our picks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one of our picks. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go completely different and a little bit in like it's it's kind of I suppose it's it's selfish like I'm I'm English so if I'm assisting a goal in a World Cup final that means England are scoring a goal in a World Who's Cup final it? um so I will I will absolutely take that um so but I'm also going to go another way and I'm going to pick something that's kind of similar to what um to what Jay's gone with and I'm going to go I realize this is physically impossible but this is like you know a, a fantasy fantasy booking event here <laughs> Um, I'm going to go for a women's football game. Um, nice. and my preference would be to assist, um, Lucy bronze playing for England mm. in a world cup final. So then mm. I get England in a world cup. I get a goal. I get to assist it. It's my favorite player. Like there's, there's no downside to that. Um, apart from the fact that I think my beard would give away. I shouldn't be in the game. <laughs> and yeah, I was going to ask, are you going to, are you going to be playing with the beard and the Afro or going to grow your hair long for that? <laughs> Of course. So yeah. So what we've established is that I'm going to be in a women's football game, assisting a goal in a World Cup final with a massive beard and a giant Caldas Valderrama <laughs> afro. Love it. Even like if you're just listening to this, surely that has given you a phenomenal visual in your head. We describe well with words. Our words are amazing. I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> but unfortunately, what that does is it takes us out of the wheel of misfortune. I hope you have enjoyed it. Um, we'll next put your time. questions down in the comments or send us them on Instagram. The more random, the better. Um, oh, sorry, I've missed a question. I've missed a question. Oh, yeah. I'm three. so bad There's at three. my own job. Okay, <laughs> we'll fire through this because I want. I really want to get to this next part because it's it's just That's hilarious. Awesome. Um, very quickly, which boot was released ahead of its time? So this came through oh, on yeah. Instagram, and I'm really sorry if I've forgotten your um i've forgotten your your instagram handle um, i apologize um but yeah which boot was released ahead of its time um and i'm gonna go first so that nobody can steal my answer because it's really obvious the first laceless boot. in my hand lotto lotto zero zero gravity first ever laceless boot um it's, it's it, like if you consider how big laceless boots are now and the impact that they've had on the industry um the fact that this failed is it seems even more ridiculous now. Uh, but yeah, Lotto Zero Gravity, laceless. Uh, Jay, what are you picking? Um, I think I, I'm going to have to preface this a little bit. Um, I think I, I feel like the Hyper Venom Phantom one came out a bit too early uh, because uh, I liked how it felt. I, I'm not the biggest fan of it, so I don't have like nostalgia goggles on. But I think yeah. that um, a Rick, lot of what... him off the channel. <laughs> yeah. what what gave it uh, what made it special was that barefoot feel that sock like feel if, if you know what I mean and mm. I think you guys might know where going to with yeah. next is that Honor for Venom Phantom 2 with quad fit inside would have solved all its issues 
and 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 that's only for that reason I felt like the 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 Phantom Twos were released ahead of its time, right? If Quad Fit had been there at that point of time, I I feel no issues. Nice. So it's kind of okay. like it's something that was released before the technology was available to yeah. make it to make it right. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. a very good pick. Yes. Good choice. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the Under Armour boot with the zipper. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> While we're on that, though, I think. Do you think the market wasn't ready for something that innovative? <laughs> so, but I, I, I let's <laughs> let's let's I, not go I, there. I, let's not go there. Let's let's not go there. That's, that's a topic for another video. <laughs> Just jumping in quickly on that. Have Have you guys um? So I, I heard this story on on another podcast. I I believe it was uh, the Bootnuts podcast. So apparently um that that zipper underneath it, it was not supposed to be laceless. It was supposed to be a different sort of um lock system to lock your foot in and apparently what happened, according to jay mike apparently um they gave up on it halfway through because it made no sense and so but they still had the zipper there and and that's why he had the zipper and and like the, the laces so the zipper was had a purpose which made a lot more sense but i don't know what they <laughs> do with it i, I haven't go. listened to that um to that podcast yet i usually do listen to the the boot notes, but i haven't i haven't listened to that one yet um but that wouldn't surprise me because you know what the boot makes no sense <laughs> it's in a way it's ahead of its time so that's that's my thing <laughs> not, like if we, we, okay, we have we're to wait doing this find in out. 10 years and there's a raft of boots that have zippers then I will rescind my statement that it's a ridiculous idea. However, until that time, it is not ahead of its time. It's something that should have been left in the bin. <laughs> okay, I think we can conclude on that. Let's head into yeah. uh, next segment. James? Yes, it is. Um, oh. This is JCJ sounds. He, sound, he knows what's coming. He sounds exasperated already. It <laughs> is The Gauntlet, which mm. is now the official name. We've confirmed it. The Gauntlet. So in this, in this round, what happens is our guest on the show, this time JC, gets to pick a category of choice, somewhat mastermind-esque. Jay has chosen Mizuno. We have 10 questions. The questions get progressively more difficult from one through 10. You get one life. So you are allowed to get one question wrong and move on to the next question without any repercussions. You just don't get the point for that question. We have a leaderboard. Yaz and I took on each other in the very first gauntlet <laughs> and I got five points. Yaz got five points. So five is the number to beat Jay if you want to be the top of the leaderboard. Do you understand? Yes. Are you ready for this? In all honesty, I wanted to do some research, but I got carried away with the research for the Asian book culture. <laughs> so I <laughs> did not do any for this. So we'll see. We'll unless see. You, we will so see. Let's prepare the better. <laughs> Here we go. Cool. Yeah, let's prepare the better for us. Okay. So they, they start off easy. Nice and easy. Okay. I hope. First question. Dun, 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 dun. What year was the original Mizuno Morelia released in? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I stopped more first question. <laughs> yeah, the, the first one. So that, that original the original Morelia. 1985. Boom. He's in. First question. He's got wow, it right. That's awesome. Good one. Correct. Man. Knowledge. Wow, okay, that, the next was, that was a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay, the first the, one. The, the next one I estimate will take you about five seconds to answer. Question two. What is the name of the boot worn by Rivaldo at the 2002 World Cup? Mizuno Wave Cup. 
Yes. There you go. Nice and easy. Boom. He's two for well two. Done. He's two for two. That should have been the first question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There we go. Okay. Question three. A little bit more difficult, but I'm very confident you know the answer. And I'm hoping it's still correct. It's your research. Um, what is this? What is the lightest Mizuno boot ever made? Aha. Uh -huh. uh, it's the Morelia New One. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I. Really. <laughs> are, are you sticking? Are you sticking with one? No, I I remember this because um I pointed out that um although Mizuno said that the betas were the lightest one at once ever, they were not. It was the new. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was the new ones. There we go. He knows his own article. He knows what he wrote. He is correct. Well the Mizuno Morelia Neo One. He's three for three with very little struggle. Here we go. Ooh, no sweat. Okay. No sweat. He's he's got this. Okay. Next up, how long do Mizuno last their made in Japan boots for? Twenty four hours. Easy, Ooh. easy. How, how long did that take? Whoa, twenty four record time. I reckon you there didn't even finish asking the question, James. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't cool. know, lasting is the process where the boots are put around a last to give them the shape, etc. It's usually done for about 20 minutes mm. um, on most boots from most brands. Uh, one of the reasons the Mizuno made in Japan's are so good, this quality is so high, is because they are lasted for 24 hours. Um, so, and Jay knew that. All right, so that is the first four questions down. Question five. Starting to starting to ramp things up a little bit, but we're still still not too bad. We'll get on still, I'm still us. confident you'll get this one. Okay, which one of these players has never been a Mizuno athlete? Mm -hmm. Okay, so your options are Kaka, Hulk, Patrick Clivert, and Frank De Boer. Which one of these has never? So they haven't worn Mizuno boots as standard. So Kaka, Hulk, Cliver, and Frank DeBoer are your options. Oh man, this is tricky. Ah, uh, hmm. I feel like you immediately like knocked two of them off because you were like, okay, they wore Mizuno boots, and now you're stuck <laughs> between the other two. Yeah, absolutely. Although technically, Kaka was never signed to Mizuno. He just mm. wore it for but, you know wore Mizuno yeah. boots basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with Patrick Kaiver. Is that your final answer? Yes. It's incorrect. The answer was Frank DeVore. He's lost Ooh. his first life. Oh, man. He lost his first life. It's cool, man. It's there cool. Go. You got this. It's cool. It's cool. No, 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 like, it's all good. One, one life <laughs> One life down. One life down. Okay. Next up, we're question six. So you're on four points, but this is question six. No lives left. If you get this wrong, you're out. It's only four points, and you have to go. You have the, you have the tragic status of being below Yaz and I. <laughs> It's not something to be proud of. <laughs> nobody, want, nobody wants that. Okay. Next up. What was the combination of letters and numbers on the back of Fernando Torres's signature Morelia Neo 2? Numbers and letters. letters. So it's three, it's three digits, a oh, combination of letters and numbers F on 90. the back. Boom. Boom. <laughs> He's there. Well done, yes. man. You've tied us. He's well, he's welcome, tied to, welcome to Five yeah. Mountain. <laughs> welcome to Five Points in Mediocrity. <laughs> it's nice here. It's nice here. We're very, very it's, overpopulated. Yeah. We're, we're very comfortable here, aren't yeah. we? Yes. Okay. Normal's, normal's good. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Cool. To, to go top of the leaderboard. This is big. You could be the first ever 
champion of the gauntlet. Okay. <laughs> what year did Mizuno launch the Basara boots in? These questions do get progressively more difficult for anybody that wasn't aware. So, you know, Jay's going to have to think about these ones as they go. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. The, the first Basara, right? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me do it quick. No Google. Well, I feel like he's trees, got this. The trees were launched in 2018. 2018 was regular two. 2017 regular one. We'll go with 20. 2012. 2012 for the first one. Yeah. Are we sure? <laughs> Damn it! Oh, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just. I'm just. Put, I'm, I'm going all. Who wants to be it's a millionaire? Really are you locking in? Are you locking in? You know what? Let's just go with 12. Ah. 2012. It's locked in, and you are stuck in mediocrity, my friend. Oh. The answer was 20. The answer, according to Mizuno's official website, is 2014. Well, I'm sorry. Welcome to the land of five points. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you, the questions after that got stupid hard. Um, but, Can you just let me know what the next question was? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll run through yes, it. But, I can. Yeah. Let's have a look. Um, and then the final one, which is, so the question 10 is always designed around the idea of uh, being impossible to answer. And if you get it, you're basically a, a Boot FC podcast god. Um, <laughs> so the, the question was, which Villarreal player wore the Mizuno Morelia ultralight Hulk boots? Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Neumar? Yeah, like, yes, <laughs> he, he got it. It's apparently our hardest question. So you, so, so you actually managed would have got you actually would have got the the, the most difficult or I thought the most yeah. difficult question, but you got tripped up prior to that. Well, yeah, five well points done, is five points. I good hope run. you have enjoyed yeah, the run. running the gauntlet. I feel, I feel I like I deserve a, a, a special category there where like where people who who couldn't win but like got the toughest and last question. Right? Okay, I tell you what. You got we'll the Powerball number. We'll, yeah, we'll do. We'll have like so. We'll, we'll do the leaderboard. We'll put you. We'll put you on top. So you know, J boot hype. Well, and we'll put a little asterisk after it, and then the asterisk will mean nice. answered question ten, um, <laughs> and, and that means we'll we'll put you at the top of the board. Yaz and I will be joint second, and you can be number one just based on just based I like on that. that. I think that seems fair. I think it's fair. Yeah, we'll we'll give you that one. We'll give you that one. <laughs> Just messy. Thanks so much for the questions, guys. It was no, really I fun. really appreciate you, you taking part in in the gauntlet. Um, I was actually really impressed. Every, every, sorry, go on, yes. Sorry, I'm just saying I was really impressed with how quickly he knew some of those answers. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like, <laughs> boom, done. I was like, okay, fine, I'll move on. <laughs> sorry. So that concludes the gauntlet, which, as always, concludes the podcast. Yes, would you like to take us out? bring us on home with all of our <laughs> wonderful social media sure for all you guys watching the video thank you so much make sure you subscribe to the boot fc podcast youtube channel and i'll leave some links in the description below with all our instagram facebook our social media handles including jay's as well thanks so much for joining us jay as james said and if you guys are listening to us on any of the other platforms hopefully we're on by the time you're listening to this please consider following subscribing whatever the platform allows you to do support us really appreciate it and we've had a, we've had a blast having jay on the show the first guest of many 
And we plan on bringing a lot more from the boot community, talking about the various different topics and specialities we've got in the community. So we've really enjoyed episode two. Hope you guys did as well. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for having me, we guys. Will... Take no care. worries, Stay Jay. Stay it's safe, been a pleasure. Everyone.